0: What up, what up, what up? Back at it again. Real Fans Podcast. Another week in the book. It's just me. I'm your boy Gabe. That's Julian somewhere. Left, right. Doesn't matter. He's wearing the Jaguars hat. Julian, say what's up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what's up, people? What's up,
0: people? I mean, pretty excited, man. We're finally in the playoffs. We've been waiting all season long. A couple, I mean, games were pretty good. I would say it was pretty good. A couple of upsets, a couple of strange things going on. Great things happening? But uh, how do you feel Close overall? Games. overall uh, this week uh, of playoffs, do like, you feel like the matchups are pretty good overall?
1: Um, I mean, this past week, man, the playoff games are great. I mean, a lot of games are closer than I thought. The Dolphins Bills game, I'm sure you were getting a little amped up there for a second, but that was closer than I thought. Um, the Bills, the the Bengals and Ravens, um, kind of came down to the wire with a crazy play at the goal line. Um, pretty well. And then obviously Jackson with a historic comeback, it, it was a pretty good game. I mean, it seems like the only game that really just did what we all thought it was going to do was the Niners and Seahawks game. Um, that was the only game where it was really a blowout, but yeah, I mean, this past wild card was awesome. Um, what did we hit on? I think, um, I think we all did pretty good. Uh, I had the Jags advancing. I did not I had the Bengals advancing <laughs> and I had the bills. And uh, I had the Vikings, so I lost there. And then, yeah, I think, I, I
0: think we all picked the Vikings.
1: Um, I had the Cowboys to lose, which that that honestly shook me how bad they beat Tampa. But I mean, at the also, I'm not kind of I'm not that surprised either. At the same time, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, a great set of oh, obviously we all had San Francisco smoke in Seattle. So I mean, it was a great set of games. But now it's getting even better. We're now to eight teams um let's start with the afc and this is going to be the first game of the day of the week it is kansas city at jacksonville so or the
0: other way around Kansas city jacksonville? coming off is a bye bi- week is it in jacksonville at kansas city or is it neutral site yeah one?
1: jacksonville at kansas city. did i say that backwards yeah you said it backwards yeah okay jacksonville at kansas city Kansas City coming off of a bye week. Jacksonville coming off of a thriller game that was absolutely nuts. If you guys follow us on Instagram, I was at the game. One of it—it it was the best game I've ever been to. The best game I've ever seen um, from a Jacksonville Jaguars fans' perspective. It was probably the greatest game in Jaguars history. It was an incredible game. Um,
0: where 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 are I you sitting was, at? We, we, I was sitting at the nosebleeds.
1: With? That was all I could get. Tickets got really <laughs> expensive. I mean, I paid $150 for those nosebleeds, but yeah. you know what? I don't regret nah, it, so let's it. Let's play off. And I waited last minute. It was resale. Um, because I wasn't planning on going, but then I said last minute, thank God I did. I mean, like, man, what an incredible that was my first playoff football game that I've been to in action, in live action. So packed house. It was it packed house. It was awesome to see. It was the first time I've seen the stadium packed out like that in my lifetime. Um, absolutely nuts. The fan base is was crazy. Wasn't a lot of Chargers fans. So it was great to see it like filled, but not filled with another team's fan base. Yeah. So it it was absolutely nuts. Um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, man, the resilience to come back from throwing four picks and one half. To it was four... looking
0: shaky. You know, I was Bro, telling jokes I was... in the chat. I was telling all these, all these jokes. I was, bro, I, was, <laughs> I was with
1: my buddy and he was like, Man, it's halftime. He's like, Man, you just want to go. I was like, no, nah, man, I paid way too much. I drove, I drove way too far. I'm sitting here and I'm gonna watch them fucking lose. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna sit in my ass in my seat and watch them lose. And lo and behold, they make a miraculous comeback. The people next to me actually ended up leaving. Yeah. But man, could you man? Dude.
0: Like, <laughs> I was hear somebody
1: say, yeah. bro, I was gonna say, I hear somebody say like uh, I was hearing people say like, "There's two types of people that went to the game. There's the people that stuck it out and watched it all, and saw this incredible game, and then there's the people who left and are pretending that they the stuck it out and watched the game." The doubters, <laughs> there's the people, that they're 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 pretending, they're lying about being there. A so, bunch of phonies, the <laughs> but they actually weren't. But now you got a tough test in Kansas City, a team you already faced before. um... And, uh Doug Peterson going against his his mentors, his longtime colleague of Andy Reid, coming from the Andy Reed coaching tree. Um this is the second rematch, but I think this is a different Jaguars team. Um Kansas City has been Kansas City all year, all year round. Um I thought this could potentially be a year where maybe they dipped down a little bit, but nope. They still, you know, got first in the AFC. But I think this is going to be a lot, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think it would have been better than if the Chargers made it, to be honest with you. Um, I think you have a guy like Doug Peterson who understands what Andy Reid likes, what he dislikes. But then on the other side, you got the same thing where Andy Reid, he's like, hey, look, everything Doug Peterson, I don't want to say everything he's learned has been from Andy Reid, but a lot of it he's heavily influenced by. But Gabe, what do you think going into this matchup?
0: I mean it's pretty crazy like as far as matchups I think it would have been more fun I think it's more fun to have the Sam excuse me the LA Chargers uh face Kansas City but Jaguars are deserving it is a tale of two halves that game one first half second half completed the team came out to win so um I still don't have Jaguars going in. I'm still a doubter. I'm I'm a hater. I'm the guy leaving the stadium early because <laughs> you know I was, I was I was giving that slander, dude. I was like I was like, w- let me put a Titanic meme. On, you know, i mean, going down with the ship. But guess what, y'all stuck it out. Um, y- y'all are playing with house money to me. So this matchup, a- as far as like Kansas City, I I think K- Kansas City is a good team. Obviously, they have held the hype. As far as like comparing to their championship run, I don't think they're as good as they were when they won the championship. They're a good team, but they're I, th- I think they have diminished uh overall uh not to say that they're playing bad like it didn't matter like regardless they it, it started off you no know, it seemed like in the beginning of the season like it didn't even matter the jersey numbers like you know losing tyreek hill uh losing their weapons it seemed like it didn't matter uh so in in that sense they're, they're still good but um I, I don't know man i mean as far as cinderella teams a chance to steal yeah like i said jaguars are playing with house money I wouldn't be surprised if this game is closer than you thought. I think what what's the point spread? It's like what eight and
1: a, eight and a half Eight eight and a half. Eight and a half. Which, we can talk about that? how we're gonna which direction we're gonna go at the end of it. But um I will say, man, there's gonna be some really interesting matchups though. I think um like you said, Kansas City, I, I think Jacksonville's game plan has to be like, yo, you gotta stop Travis Kelsey. You have to. Yeah. Honestly, Juju Smith. Marcus valdez um and uh, Tony and all that. They don't really scare me too much, honestly. Like, yes, they can distribute the ball. And it seems like Kansas City has been honestly been playing more by wide receiver, by committee. Not so much, obviously, now that Tyreek's gone, not so much by like one guy, but you still have Travis Kelsey, who's probably going to go down as the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Um, You, you got to stop him. You got to stop him. The run game doesn't scare me. Um, and you got, you got to press, you, you have to press Patrick Mahomes. You have to get after him and it's going to be tough because Kansas city has three pro bowlers on that offensive line. Um, I think the game is going to be won, won and lost in the trenches. Um, and then you got, cause Kansas city on the other side of the ball, they don't have the most dynamic edge rushers, but on that inside, you got Chris Jones, Chris Jones, all pro player, 15 and a half sacks this year by far the best player on their defense. But the corners don't scare me. Christian Kirk had just over 100 yards, two tuds last game. I think this game is going to be a real shootout. Um, But I think uh, one advantage that Jacksonville has is their run game is is a lot better than Kansas City's, I think for sure. And I think Jacksonville's defense is not the – so last game was 27-17. to But in that last game, if you watched it, you could say that Jackson left some points on the board. The game got a little too far away from them. They messed up and lost some points um, that should have been there. But like I said, this defense is completely revamped. At the time, we didn't have one of our starting corners that we currently have now, or we have Tyson Campbell, who was there. But then you had Darius Williams, which he was playing inside in the beginning half in the uh, slot. In the beginning half of the uh, season but then they moved him outside to outside corner and he's been like fantastic and now the secondary has been playing a lot stronger and which makes me feel really confident about being able to hold juju and valdez and tony and um all those guys it so i think this game's going to be really close man i really do like no
0: i i think i think it's gonna be closer and and, and listen the thing about i'm i'm trying to think of back of all the bet, like all the betting lines that they have for Kent City, they're usually pretty high. They're like 13, 14 points. So eight and a half points is like giving you respect. I think Vegas thinks it's going to be closer than it was. If you look at the Kent City schedule, especially towards the end of the season, it's within like 14, 10 points. Like, I mean, you know, that's one or two drives. then there's, there's a couple games where it's double digits, but all the games have been, you know, the last half of the season. Kent City has had close games uh, where, where, uh, you know, you think they're going to outscore is going to be, they're going to put up, you know, 40, 50 points and, you know, it's a lot closer, so I think the game is going to be a lot, a lot tighter uh, than people expect. But here's the thing: uh, you can't have uh, uh, T. Law, Trevor Lawrence, be uh, the best passer uh, for Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what what he did, like in the beginning, he threw, uh, four, four turnovers, four interceptions in the, in the first four interceptions, the first quarter. two
1: of them, two of them. I don't think were on him. There are some,
0: some where he threw short or he. he threw well he had behind, he had that guy. crazy
1: he had that crazy tip and then yeah. the one where he threw behind him.
0: Yeah. That's a bad that's That was bad.
1: past that was past interference and it was a misread by the receiver. But I also think it was past that that the refing in that game was really like shaky. Like if you go back like there was a lot and I, I would say it on both sides too. There were some calls sh- Los Angeles should have got. But they weren't. They were honestly really letting him play when it came to like pass interference. There was not a lot of pass interference calls.
0: So I mean, we'll see, man. It's gonna be tough for Jack. I mean, obviously you're coming off a week. Uh, the Kansas City's been well rested. Uh, uh, we'll see. Like I said, I, I I think it's gonna be a lot closer. Uh, I, I still got Kansas City winning, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer. The game is a lot tighter. And you guys, to me, are the Cinderella team. Like you guys are. Nobody thought you should be there. Nobody thinks you should. You know, could have got there. But here you are. You're deep in the playoffs. You got through the first round. Now you're facing, you know, a tough team. And, and that's weird because even even if like you know my Dolphins got through, they weren't have the toughest road to hoe, right? You had to beat the Bill. You got to uh, uh, beat the Bills. Then if you won, you got to beat Kansas City. You got you know what I mean they, were, they had the toughest road to hoe uh, if you want to get to the Super Bowl. So I will say,
1: uh, like, I'm glad the Jags <clears throat> are actually facing Kansas City. I like our odds against Kansas City than would be Buffalo because of that familiarity, like the fact that you were there. It's nothing new. You've seen that atmosphere in Arrowhead. Yeah. Doug Peterson knows Andy Reed. They they know each other very well. Like it it's it's and it, you have potential matchup favorites. Like I said, like I yeah. I, I like Evan Ingram in that in that role against Kansas City, I think it's going to be a real shootout. I think this game is really going to come down to defensive turnovers. And I saw some wild stat that Patrick Mahomes has never given up a turnover in the playoffs or something like that. I'm not well, sure. I, I don't know if that's entirely true. I heard that, though.
0: Well, I saw a thing that is... Tre- Trevor Lawrence doesn't lose on Saturdays, is what I heard. That's, that was a thing yeah, on TikTok. Trevor Lawrence. It's like a TikTok or, <laughs> yeah. or t- Twitter or something. He like, don't lose on Saturday. No, yeah, he plays on Saturday. Th- <laughs>
1: He, has been. he hasn't. He <laughs> hasn't lost on Saturdays, which is pretty wild when you think about it. Um, man, it's it's going to be a really good game. Um, I think Kansas City really has to. I was going to say, I feel like they really, I feel like if they can really establish the running game, they can get it. But like, they haven't really established the run game all year, and they're still just like. I mean, I, they got a pretty good
0: up. pair. They got a pretty good pair. Um, of guys. Um, what's
1: what's the other? You have Clyde Zethor, edwards Edwards-Hilaire, and then yeah, that, yeah, that guy. Pacheco, he had a decent season. I think he had about seven hundred yards or something like that. Uh, which, if you're running up. two running back system, yeah. But I think, and I think that I like the Jags being able to stop the run. But I like it. it's going to come down to the trenches, man. You got three Pro Bowlers, but like I said, Jacksonville's defensive line is stepping up big time. They're stepping up with the me. If you look at overall team stats, of the Jags defense it hasn't looked good, but. Like I said, playing that opportunistic football, getting after it. This game's gonna be a shootout. I like I like the Jags with the the plus eight and a half. I think it's gonna be within that range. Um, like I said, I and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. Um, I think Kansas City's gonna move forward. Um, if you had to bet your life on it, you would say Kansas City's gonna win this game. But I will say I will not be shocked for the Jags. Yeah. Um I'll be happy if they win it, and I think it's going to be a really good game. And I know for a fact it's going to be within eight.
0: I, I'm going to say it's going to be a three point game for Jags to have a chance. Y'all got to play clean. Y'all got to protect the ball. Play clean. no you have turnovers. To. That that's that's even to have a chance to to even stay close with Kansas City because you know the game can get away from you. Uh, by the way, Pacheco 830 yards, uh, about 800. 50 yards a game. Yeah, and only five touchdowns. So they don't. There are a lot of rushing touchdowns. Kansas City, but when you have Patrick Mahomes, you, you really don't need to um, setting
1: up that. You know, I mean, you, you just can't get him going. I mean, force Patrick to throw it, which obviously he, he's going to. But if you can going least through, take yeah. away one, if you can at least take away one element of it, and then the defensive linemen can pin their ears back and just get after the quarterback and try to win on their one on one matchups, it, it it's, it's that's your shot. You know what I mean? That's your chance. And like I said, like you look at that last game, Jaguars weren't the same team. And they missed two field goals that game. And they should have scored a touchdown in that game. Yeah. That was left. And that game, you think about how much closer that could have been.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They got to so, play clean. You got you gotta, you gotta you to, you got to, you got to be efficient. Yeah, you efficient can't, you can't all all do your... what you did against, yeah.
1: you cannot do what you did against the Chargers. Cause everybody, like I said, like outside the stadium, I was like, bro, Chargers going to charge you. Like Chargers going to charge you. They're going to fuck up when they're not supposed to. Obviously, we saw the offensive uh, coordinator, Joe Lombardi, get uh, fired. No, uh, I think yesterday. Um, but this is a guy. This is a team, man. If you give a four, if you give four turnovers, you no ain't way. coming back.
0: No way, not in you the first quarter.
1: <laughs> nah, not with Andy Reid calling plays. Not with uh, Patrick Mahone slinging the rock. Like, but <clears throat> you got yeah, through the fifty-two. Uh, the, there's fifty-two points over under. I might take the over on that. Oh
0: no, I'm gonna take the under. I think it'll be closer. Fifty points. That means like thirty to twenty. Possibly, I, I might go. No, nah, I like what. What would that be? What? I wonder oh, if there, man. I was there's. Think, there's... I, was, I was gonna
1: say. I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, twenty-seven, twenty-four. But that's. Uh, that is fifty-two. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad math. No, that's fifty-one. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like at thirty-one, thirty, like a, something like that. I could see that. I, I would probably take the over on the. Yeah, man, that's a shootout. Oh.
0: Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, it's going uh, to be. It's hundred percent going to be. So eight and a half points. Uh, just to get our final predictions, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Kansas City eight and a half. You think you're gonna get Kansas City
1: i I'm I'm going. Dude, I'm on a roll, man. Jags are on a seven <laughs> game win or six game. It's They're always on a six the game Jags. winning
0: streak. Was it? It's always been the Jags. It's it was <laughs>
1: always the Jags. Yeah, it's been the slogan <laughs> this year. Look, man, I'm on a six game winning streak with the picking the Jags. They're on a six game oh, winning man. streak, winning. I'm taking the points. I don't know if they win this game, but you know what? Fuck it. They're going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. They're going to upset it. They're going to do what Joe Burrow did wow. last year in Arrowhead and win it. Um, Even if they don't win it, I still win because I know for a fact it's going to be within eight. Kansas right. City ain't going to win by 10 in this game.
0: All right. Y'all, y'all are playing with house money, man. I mean,
1: you also, be- also, too, the Texans took Kansas City to overtime. Like, like what, the final week of the year? No, second to final week of the year? And, they, and the Broncos almost beat them. Those are bad offenses. So they're not, like, coming into the playoffs super hot right now.
0: But we shall see. Let's go on to the next game uh, that's going to be played. Uh, we have the Giants at Eagles, obviously a division rivalry. The Giants somehow got into the playoffs, uh, you know, Saquon. It's, it's it's New it's the it's the New York Saquons. That's what I like to call them. Uh because I don't know. I can't name you any other offensive player on that team. Um Yeah. Uh, uh Darius this,
1: Slayton. You got Darius. I know Slayton. I have, know Sterling um,
0: Shepard. I know I used to have him, but he was so injured. I can name some of
1: them. I tell you I just, what, man, because they I'm traded sick. away they traded away Tony and then Kenny Galladay has been a absolute bust of a free agent signing they yeah. had, I think, last year. Oh, man, who's the other guy that they had? But, man, Daniel Jones is looking good, man. He looks really good against Minnesota. He was making some big-time throws. Brian Dable has really turned that quarterback around. He's looking yeah. he's looking really good. And, uh, you know, and I said it last week, like, I picked the Vikings, but I wouldn't have been surprised if the Giants win that game because I believe last game they've went up against each other. The Vikings won, but they barely won. And we all know Kirk Cousin in big time games where everybody, national televised games, where everybody's looking at him. He doesn't perform. And they they couldn't get that job done. And man, talk about that final play of the game where he dunks it, ducks it off to like the tight end for five yards and not go for the first down. Like, what was that? No, that was so dumb to me. Like, I remember seeing that in person. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I don't know if you saw that, but, anyways, man, and then the, the, that dirty creative handoff from behind the back to the uh, Saquon Barkley was just insane. Yeah. So I, I like Brian Dable play calling, but man, the Eagles are a buzzsaw, man. Like, the Eagles, I think they're just too good. There's too much firepower on that team. Um, I just don't think the Giants can hold them off enough. It was a great run for the Giants. To me, the Giants and the Jags are kind of in that same boat where it's like, Teams didn't expect them to be there, but they've made it this far, even though I think the Jags are probably more set up to like beat a tough team than the Giants are. Yeah. Um, But the Eagles are going to be too much. I'll pull up the line right now. The line is minus seven and a half for the Eagles. What are you thinking, Gabe?
0: I mean, I'm still, I'm I'm still believing in the Eagles. Uh, I was told people predicting it uh in the beginning kind of like the Jags uh but they've actually you know I'm you know I'm not gonna disparage the Jags a lot of people are saying that you know I was slow to the Eagles train uh, but I jumped on I'm Eagles all the way uh I think they had uh, a really spectacular year as 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 far as like you know I think Dave Ball's a great coach for for the Giants I think he's you know he's up there as far as candidates like coach of the year and stuff I think people actually like the team actually likes him um so I think uh he's a, a really good coach but I mean the Eagles are just it, 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 they—they've been favorites all along. They're Brazil, okay? They're—they're they're the favorites from the beginning. I, I'm gonna stick with the Eagles in this one. I think the Eagles have more firepower. They have a better season. I think they have a better team. Now uh, I have to look that, up. That's uh, what I'm
1: thinking of, by the way. I, I say a Hodgkins. He had a—he had a really good game last week. Yeah. So 105 I mean, yards, one touchdown for the Giants.
0: I'm still fly, Eagles fly, man. I think they can still pull it out. I, I'm not a believer of the Giants. I, I believe they're a bunch of phonies, kind of like the Vikings. Uh, I, I don't believe in them as, as you know, as good as uh, I don't think Andy they're. Jones I don't place. think
1: they're phonies. I just don't think they're ready. Like when I think of phonies, I think of like you're supposed to be better, like like the Vikings are phonies. Like, um, but the Giants, man, like they like so they punching above their weight class, uh. The only question mark for the Eagles would be like, what is Jalen Hurts looking like? He's been out for a few weeks now, hasn't played a snap. Is there going to be rust going into that game? Um, That's the only question mark. But you still have a very stout running game with Miles Sanders. The offensive line is stacked with talent. Um, And then you still have Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown on the outside and Goddard at tight end. Like That that team is just too good. Um, The defense... Strong as ever, looking great. I, I don't see. Here, I'll say this though: I think I will take the Giants on the plus seven and a half because I think they lose by a touchdown just by that grit and that willingness willingness to win. But Eagles are just going; they're going to be too much for them. I think the Eagles win by either a touchdown or four points.
0: Now they did face last uh, week eighteen. Uh, they won Hertz through two twenty nine. Uh twenty I'm trying to look oh, at Hurst didn't the first play. It. Yeah, and then Hertz uh, also threw it. 217. Uh, f- they, they beat him, uh, week 14, 48 22. So they faced off before. Uh, I would say that week 18 was a lot closer. Um, I thought for but, sure Hurts didn't play. I had him up here, 229. Um, so man, I'm still believing the Eagles, man. I I, don't, I just don't believe in the Giants. The Giants have relied so much on Saquon Barkley, that, that's the best player. Uh and him you know, I guess Daniel Jones, but I, I I think uh Eagles have deserved they've had a better season and are deserving to move on as favorites. So regardless yeah, of the points, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this week eighteen matchup. I could see something pretty similar, man. Like I, I, I could see something like that. That's why I don't like the seven and a half. I think this Giants yeah. team is tough, man. They're tough. They're gonna yeah, keep, think, they're gonna stay in this game.
0: I actually might take the Giants for the points. So, you know, I might go, you know, Eagles win maybe by seven, but I don't think they win by more than seven. It's possible. It's possible. Um they're having it tighter, tighter than what it is, but uh Eagles on a Eagles on a bye. Like, come on, give me the Eagles.
1: Yeah, so we both got Giants with the points. We'll move on to Sunday. Sunday um we got in the afternoon at three PM Cincinnati Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. It is minus five for the Bills. To me, this is a really good game. Like I said, I think the AFC matchups are going to be way more fun to watch. That's why I'm yeah. really shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked, but I'm kind of shocked of why they didn't put the AFC, AFC games in prime time. Obviously, because you got the New York market you're going to want to put at night and the Philly market you want to put at night. And then, obviously, the Cowboys and Niners, two historic franchises you're going to put at night. And it's not kind of crazy to think about that like you have... The, on the NFC side, you have like these historic teams that have just like been in the NFL for decades and decades and known for. And then the AFC side, you have the Jags, Bills, Bengals, yeah, and Kansas City. Have recently they started winning, but Kansas City historically was not a good franchise. Buffalo Bills never won a Super Bowl. Bengals have never won a Super Bowl, and the Jags have never won a Super Bowl. But the AFC shows like, man, look at the stacked quarterback roster. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Like, man, talk about the future of the AFC right there. So anyways, this is another game for me. So this is a tough one for me to predict. Um, I think the five and a half, I, that seems like a little much for me Um, to go to Buffalo. Which makes me lean towards the Bengals. But the Bengals are now out of their uh one of their tackles. He has a dislocated knee. Bengals are out three starting offensive linemen, I believe, which is really tough. Um, but at the same time, it's something that Joe Burrow is used to. He's used to you know playing under pressure, which is good that he has that experience, but it does suck to see that he's out three offensive linemen, um, starting offensive linemen, and then you have a Bills. Defensive line that's been playing pretty well as of recently, but then you flip to the other side of the field, and Gabe, I'm sure you watched that game last week. Josh Allen was, he did not play a good game. He was very messy. Yeah. He caused turnovers. Um, that's Josh too, Allen he, has he, been kind of known for doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It it, it can it, it's going to be a shaky game because it, it the, to me it's going to come down who's going to play clean enough to win the game, and. That's what makes me lean towards the Bengals. I think the Bengals are just going to play a cleaner game. I think the run game is better for the Bengals. It's going to be a cold night. Um, the weapons are going to be probably too much for the for the Bills. Um, it, 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 this game is a real toss up for me. I don't know if you're leaning yeah. any certain way, game Like
0: no, because I, I would have loved to see that game. Obviously, you know, like last time they met, uh, you know, Mahomes went down, so I would have loved to see the game play out because I would have a better idea of how these teams are going to match up. Yeah, um, that's true. But my gut is still telling me to, to stick, stick with the Bills. I think the five points, they're, they're making it closer than what I think it's going to be. Um, I know, uh, you know, the Bengals have played phenomenal and, and uh, they, they definitely have talent-wise. They, uh, I think, have superior talent than the Buffalo Bills. And I've seen Josh Allen play messy. I've seen him throw interceptions. I've seen him get tired. I've seen him, you know, he, he's not flawless. He's not like, you know, this perfect, you know, Dan Marino type or someone, I know, some I of these great. Is like he's just ascending. Like like I've seen i the cheeks in his armor. Yeah. yeah. So um, but my gut is still telling me to stick with the Bills. I think the Bills. Um, uh, the Bills overall, I think have had a better season. Although the Bengals have been playing better toward, towards towards the So I, you know, I mean, Bengals kind are of I
1: believe on a nine game win streak. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're definitely the hotter team coming in. Um, and, you know, compared compared to the beginning of the season, it was just atrocious. I was like, yo, I can't keep betting the, on the, the, way on the they, Bengals. You know I mean?
1: But, man, the way they played against the Dolphins is just like, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be kind of scared. Like, dude, that was a Dolphins team with a third-string quarterback who threw two interceptions
0: yeah.
1: and no touchdowns. Like, and you almost lost that game. And you could probably say Mike McDaniel made some stupid play calls. Or yeah. game management that probably should have had them win that game, or at least put their put that game in a better position.
0: Like, and we we could have won. We could have won the second game when we went to the Bills. I mean, there's a couple of catches you're making, and, and you know the Dolphins are still in it as far as playing the Bills. So the Bills, I have seen the Bills shaky, but I think the Bills are better deserving teams. I, for me, it's the Bills more. You know, the, the, was it is it five or five and a half? What's the what's the line?
1: Five, five is right four. on
0: the line. So that you know, that's two field goals or a touchdown. So I mean, I, I got to go with the Bills. As hot as this should be, a really good game. It should be exciting. Like this, is, this would be a fun one. Like you were saying, Julian, the AFC is uh, AFC playoff is way more uh, intriguing to me. I guess man, I, I have to stick with the Bills. Though right. there's something about it. I, I'm not gonna doubt them. Not gonna doubt them. Plus, they beat my Dolphins. So you know, I hope they win the Super Bowl. So I can say we lost to the Super Bowl champions. Um,
1: I don't I know. Man. Bills, I think man. I'm a lean- I lean –
0: you got the build. I gonna win with Joe
1: Cool, man. I think I'm you
0: win the whole thing.
1: Yeah, the the I will say this: the the fumble scares me. Like, the, the, I mean, the three offensive linemen out, especially their left tackle, uh, that that scares me. That that worries me. But like I said, this is a situation Joe Burrow's been in before, and has won games with lackluster offensive lines. Um, I think the the Bengals have a better run game. Yeah, Hayden Hurst, T Higgins, Jamar Chase. Man, and then Joe Burrow's ability to remain calm, he doesn't turn over the ball.
0: Yeah. That's I, what I,
1: that's what has me lean towards the Bengals. I just I feel like the jo- like the Bills have been able to squeeze out victories after like making a lot of mistakes. Like they've been able to redeem their mistakes and win these games. But I think there's just going to be one where it's just going to be too much. You make, you're going to make a mistake and you're just, you're not going to be able to come back. I think the, the bangles, like you said, are hot. They're they're not, they're not missing any beats. They're moving. I got, I got to go with the bangles. Even if they don't win, I still would get them on the points. Like for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I like the, the, the Buffalo bills defense a little bit better. I mean, you know, Bengals. I know Eli Eli Apple was like kind of the, the butt of the Eli Bills last Eli year. Apple is
1: he, Eli yeah. Apple is pretty um he's been exposed. I mean yeah, that's he, gonna be yeah. a matchup to watch. I mean Eli Apple on uh Stefan Diggs. Um
0: that's, and gonna, that's, that's a that's big be a matchup to
1: watch because he, as
0: far as far as offensively, I mean the, the Bills, I mean obviously we know Stefan Diggs is their is their best uh receiver, but like then you know th- th- there's still a part of me like damn but the Bengals receivers also like really, they had probably the best receiving core, like the best three guys. Yeah. I mean, you can say
1: you can make it like, obviously you want to say the obviously the bills have a better defense. They just do. Yeah. But I think the turnovers, if, look if the bills can play clean football, they're winning the game. The problem is, I don't think they're going to. to. And I think somebody like Joe Burrow, who doesn't really make mistakes, they're going to take advantage and squeeze out that victory. It's going to be a tight one. For sure, so hmm. I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals plus five.
0: All right, give me the Bills. You got give me the, the Bills over there. the Bills.
1: The Bills minus five.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Bills. They score. They win by a touchdown, at least seven points. Um, all right. What's the What's the uh, last game of the week? I guess the last you got matchup. the final
1: game of the week. Um, Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco Forty ers Um, this is a. Like we said, two iconic franchises. This is gonna be a pretty good game. I think this could potentially be a pretty low-scoring game. Um, they have it as the lowest-scoring game of the weekend, with the over/under being forty-five and a half. The Cowboys are plus three and a half to the Niners minus three and a half. So, so- I will say that this game can be this game can be low-scoring, but I can honestly also see it being a high-scoring game at the same time. Because you have teams with both great defenses, but you have—they both have offenses that, especially 49ers of recently, they can just put up points. And obviously, everybody wants to talk, talk about Trevor Lawrence and the the amazing resiliency he's had in this past week. So it kind of left what Brock Purdy did, yeah, um, kind of lost. But like Brock Purdy, he's a guy. I mean, that game was really close coming in, coming out of halftime, and then he just he turned it on, and he he balled out for the rest of the game and the, the Niners just cleaned up everything. And they obviously went on to win that game by yeah. like 20 points. Um, So I, I personally like the Niners in this game. That defense is just way too strong. Dak Prescott throws way too many interceptions. Um, Honestly, I was, I don't want to say like, I was surprised that the t- Tampa Bay lost to them because th- realistically, the Cowboys should win that game. Like, and I think I, I picked the Cowboys to win that game. They should have won that game. Um, but can we really trust Dak Prescott, like coming in? Can we really trust the Cowboys in general?
0: That's the question.
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean, and this is a, this is a 49ers defense and you're at San Francisco. This is a team that like can play some tough, hard-nosed football and blow up that offensive line and has guys on the outside that can cover up people like, and then we switched to the offensive side of the ball the 49ers like the the Cowboys defense we we're talking halfway through the season that this is going to be like the best defense in the league this could potentially be even be a historic defense they're playing so well but then they started they haven't been playing so well recently they played really well against Tom Brady but let's be real I think Tom Brady's washed um but th- this is a 49ers team who has Brandon Ayuk, who's really come into his own uh, Debo Samuel, who's nasty in the slot and obviously in the backfield and Christian McCaffrey, who's just been running, hasn't been stopped literally. And Brock Purdy, who's just been able to deliver the ball with such accuracy, he doesn't have the biggest arm, but like, man, he he's throwing dimes. The The Niners are the Niners, man, they're the best team in the NFC. I, I know we, the Eagles got first, free, first seed, but like the, the, the Way the Niners are rolling, I don't know how you stop these guys, especially yeah. with Brock Purdy putting up the points that they're doing. Like at Jimmy G, when Jimmy G was playing, then yeah, I mean, because they can't really put a point. But now, like, phew.
0: yeah, I, I don't I like, I think it's
1: gonna be too much for the Cowboys.
0: Brock Purdy, uh, you know, this is like kind of his season, this is his uh, you know, coming out party, I guess. Uh, you know, everybody calling this irrelevant last pick, Maybe we all know the whole story. Um, I actually do like him as a quarterback. I think he, he he does pretty well. I'm trying to look at the last half, the second half of the Cowboy season. I mean, they did beat uh, uh Philly 40 uh, 34. That was like kind of an upset because uh, I don't think anybody was expecting um, for Philly to pull it out. I think that's the one they had the Gardner Minshew right Gardner Minshew game. I think that was like week. Yeah,
1: three. that was the Gardner Minshew game that they squeezed that out. I think yeah. Jalen Hurts plays that game. They
0: lose. Yeah. Um, so. You know that's probably their best one in the second half. But I'm trying to look at their schedule. The Cowboys, not I'm not really impressed. They they lo- lose to uh, Green Bay overtime. Uh, you beat Minnesota, but again Minnesota frauds. You beat the Giants, which I think are also frauds. You beat the Colts, Houston, Jacksonville. You lose in overtime. Tennessee. I mean Jacksonville's
1: the only game they really lost. I mean you lose to Commanders, um, but I, that game they they rested. Did they? No, they I, didn't rest. Oh, I thought they did.
0: So, wow, of the they got last smoked
1: by the commanders.
0: Yeah, of of, you know, they played a couple team, you know, playoff teams at the end, like three, at least three of them.
1: Um but man, they they ran the football on Tampa, man. I mean, Dak yeah, Prescott. I am not worried about it. 20. And 20
0: Dude, week, like 17, said, week yeah, 18 I mean, games, I don't worry about that. Well, they, so they this is a
1: wild card. This is yeah. wild card. I'm talking about uh Tampa. I mean, Dak yeah. Prescott 25 for 33, four touchdowns. For 305 yards. Troy Pollard. That's the thing. Um, and we saw it in Jacksonville. Look, you stop the run and you force Dak to throw. He's That it can be them. a scary that that that's that's a scary game to play because they're off with Troy Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. They've been able to run the ball we saw last week. Troy Pollard, I'm looking at now, 77 yards, 15 carries at Zeke. got 13 carries, 27 yards. So you got over a hundred yards in rushing. Um, Dak Prescott obviously threw four touchdowns, and he had a rushing touchdown. He had five on the game. Um, it, I think, I think, I think you stop you you stop the run and you force Dak to throw. I think Niners win this game, and I think for sure that's going to happen with the defense that they have. They're going to cause turnovers. They're going to get him uncomfortable, and you know. Shout out to Cowboys though they made the divisional round in the first time in a while. Um, I did not think uh, like I, I for a little bit there I thought they were going to do what the Cowboys do and, and lose. But then as soon as that game started, they they're like, you know what, we're not, we ain't we ain't going to be the same old Cowboys. We're going to win this game.
0: But yeah, Gabe, <clears throat> I, I I still I mean I think just think you know, San Francisco 49ers are are too dominant right now. As far you know, Cowboys. She'd be very happy with their season. Uh, I don't know. Cowboys that's the thing. Cowboys if, are if, regular if, you, season
1: you, gods, man. They play so good in the regular season. So
0: so you're saying or it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I mean, as I far think as-
1: I, I don't want to commit to either one because I think it can go either way. It could be a low scoring or it could be a high scoring. Honestly, I'm leaning more towards high scoring because as of recently, the Cowboys have been putting up a lot of points, and so has the 49ers. And 49ers also did give up 21 points to the Seahawks. Um, And that's an offense that isn't nearly as good as the Cowboys. So I I'm leaning more towards this game is probably going to be a shootout, but I will take the Niners with a minus three and a half. I think they're going to win by at least uh, four points for sure. And, you know, especially at home.
0: We know this is a stout defense as far as 49ers. They, they, some of the fewest points of the season. But also, Nick the Bosa a-
1: is a yeah. monster, bro. He's a monster.
0: Um, man, I'm I'm still gonna go. I I, I think Nick Bosa is like one of the top four.
1: Uh,
0: like, man, MVP, let, right? look, let me let me let me
1: rattle off the amount of points the Niners have put up since like Purdy's been playing, man.
0: And they haven't lost since like week 41.
1: Seven. 41 38 37 37 21 35 33 38 that is insane like that is that that's a lot of points for the NFL yeah to do week in and week out and that is a ton of points
0: yeah man i'm i have to go with the 49ers because if, if you think it's going to be a, a Close game or a low-scoring game. That means they're have to rely on their special teams, and I don't think the Cowboys.
1: I'll take back the low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a
0: high-scoring game. I think. The, it? I the think more I be. think
1: about it, the more the more I look at the past and what happened and how the Cowboys are playing, I'm leaning more towards it's going to be a 31-37 game with the Niners taking it.
0: Man, I think uh, like I'm I agree with what you said like stopping the run. The 49ers have to stop the run, uh, the Cowboys' run. And force Dak to throw it because
1: yeah, they're killing The you know, Cowboys yeah. are are nasty in the play action. They just yeah. are. I mean, when you're able to run the football, you have to watch out for that. But then you still got to watch out for Dalton Schultz. You got to watch out for Ceedee Lamb. Like you yeah. it, they they kill it in the play action. If
0: you if you take away that element, and
1: you you make it a little bit more one dimensional.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna go 49ers. 49ers for me. I think three and a half points is enough to clear. Clear, but it should be low scoring. I will go on the the under. Oh, so you think it's going to be low scoring? Low scoring.
1: I'm gonna go low with scoring. the over with the 45 and a half. I think I'm gonna go with the over.
0: All right, that's it. Do you want Do you want to get to the season? We can talk a little bit about you know. I kind of mentioned Nick bosa I think most is up for like defensive player. you want to talk a little bit about like the MVP race, uh maybe Coach of the Year. uh Yeah, uh, yeah. We can get be into odds. it.
1: Yes. Now, now that the season's officially over. Um, cause we, c- you can't take playoffs into consideration. I believe they might do, when do they normally do the awards or the week before the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, pretty sure it's right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Usually announcer out right there. Let me, yeah. After, uh, let me pull up the, uh, awards dates. Cause I'm pretty sure the NFL has that, that when they start announcing it February 9th ceremony. The NFL honors. Okay. So it's going to be
1: right before the, uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, so the MVP, rate, right, To me, there's no shadow of a doubt. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like, how do you not give it to the man? Led the league in uh, passing touchdowns, 41 passing touchdowns, only 12 interceptions. Uh, Let me get the exact number right for the passing. And he led the league in passing for 5,200 yards. The dude was an absolute monster. To me, it's no question. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the man. guy hasn't missed a step all year. Yeah, I would say. I know with, people want to say Hertz, but yeah, I also say the I was num- say without the numbers don't injury. even the numbers the numbers don't even match up, man. Even if Hertz plays every game, like man, fifty two hundred yards, forty one touchdowns to twelve interceptions. That's that's wild, man.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, based on the odds that we got, I think we had a website aggregation thing. Uh, right now, Patrick Mahomes obviously is a favorite, um, but also up there, Josh uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Somehow Brock Purdy, I don't think he's an MVP worthy. Maybe.
1: <laughs> no, no. Maybe. Uh, I know Justin Jefferson yeah. was in a running too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, McCaffrey. Um, so Patrick Mahomes is a safe bet, man, but I- I'm such a Eagles f- a fan, I guess, for the season. Man, Jalen Hurts has had a tremendous season. Uh, I think he's, you know, Kind of turn the franchise around. He's become the guy. I think as has been more most important to their team. Man, to me, there's like one A, one B, in my opinion. I know not to pick back a really. Home, I don't think I don't bet. think it's
1: that close. Oh, I don't think it's that close, man. I think I would, it's, it's it's Mahomes to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as production, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is gonna get it obviously. But I'm saying, who's the most important person to their team?
1: Man. Yeah, yeah, but I don't I, think I don't think it's it's came down to that. I think it's more come that it comes down to more like who's the most valuable player in the league. Like you take away like like who is worth the most and it is it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean he's the best quarterback in the league right now, and it's not even a question, like um Yeah. And then in the running right now for offensive player of the year. Is Justin Jefferson, which I can get on board with. Justin Jefferson absolutely balled out this year 111 receptions. And then we had, he had 1,623 receiving yards this year. Absolutely insane. The guy made incredible catches all year. Like that, remember that one handed grab? Oh my gosh. Like the guy, to me, he has to be offensive player of the year absolutely nasty, the year that that guy had. i mean, One of the best years for a wide receiver in a long time.
0: I'm not going to disagree. I do like Justin Jefferson. I liked him ever since I saw him. I, I saw him his rookie year coming out of LSU. I was like, this kid, he's a pro. This kid's going to be exciting. Fun player. But I had to give it to my dog, Tyreek Hill, man. Why is Tyreek Hill not getting in love? Tyreek Hill has a tremendous season. He dragged on his back solely because, you know, Waddle Waddle helped in the beginning of the season, but he's been hurt near the end. And Waddle, you know, He's been playing bad recently, but all those good players. Tyreek the, Hill, Tyreek Hill, breaking those, the franchise individual record for uh, uh, most yards for uh Dolphins receiver. Um, what a tremendous season. So productive, somehow staying, you know, not hurt, not, you know, not hurt to the point where he gets off the, you know, stays off the field somehow plays through tremendous season. Tyreek Hill. Making Tua look like Patrick Mahomes with the winning. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Yeah, man. so Tyreek so right
1: Hill. now so right now the odds so Tyreek Hill's in second place. Justin Jefferson is um in first with the minus eight hundred. Everybody's thinking it's 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 pretty much a safe bet. It's going to Justin Jefferson. But yeah, right there's Tyreek Hill. Um it's a it's a good argument. Um Tyreek Hill did play out of his mind. I think maybe if he had more stability at the quarterback position, you can give it to him, but like man, the way Je- Justin Jefferson is just
0: different, man.
1: That guy yeah.
0: is different. He stole a lot of catches he's... from Thielen. I had Thielen on my fantasy team. And he stole a lot of reception and touchdowns. I mean, people. his <laughs>
1: jump ball ability, his speed, his route running, he just has it all. He yeah. just has it all. His height, like...
0: And he's exciting. The- I like him. I like him. He's exciting. He's fun. He's a really good player. I'm going to have to just be a homer real quick and just, let me go with Tyreek. That's that. That's my, my, <laughs> my uh, player. I got to pick.
1: So I do want to, here's the odds that we have for a uh, defensive player of the year in this order, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Trayvon Diggs, Matt Judon, Aaron Donald, and Micah Parsons.
0: Yeah, this one, uh, also, I think, I, I, I'm surprised to see Miles Garrett. TJ Watt,
1: TJ Watt leads the league in sacks with 16.
0: Yeah, he had a tremendous season. He, I think he got injured here.
1: Fourteen, say he did. He was injured at in the beginning. He was injured.
0: Yeah. Um, man, Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa. I think this should be a lot closer than what it is. They have Michael Parsons at plus six hundred. I mean, he's such a tremendous player. Um, which one but, are you looking at? I can't. I'm trying to find a more stable. Oh, I'm looking at all of them. I'm at the Vegas well, insider more one, but more odds. Yeah, I have the Vegas Insider one. Uh, just the, kind of the list. Um think most are very deserving as well i'm not even you know i gotta give him his fires he's a, a tremendous player uh regardless of my personal thoughts on him uh but yeah <laughs> man big strong I, I wouldn't be surprised it's like one of these things where uh um, especially, especially when we talk about coach of the year oh this like-
1: one's way different now like the one out i'm so confused i'm looking at so so many different odds give me something different like a I'm not sure which one you're looking at. No, because, I'm just looking you know, at this I'll... one has this one. has the favorite of Nick Bosa. And then the other one I was looking at, they had TJ Watt, like, TJ Watt, this, huh. this shit is all over the place. I don't, I don't know. I'll trust yours. If you got a um, Vegas insider.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll drop it in the chat. Um, but yeah, it's like one of these things where it's like, uh, if I see a name, like, oh, okay. He, he's also deserving of it as well. I'm not going to be surprised if Nick Bosa Nick Bosa wins cause, uh, he, he's a really good player. Um, I think Micah Parsons is also very deserving of it. Overall, I don't know. If, is there any other Yeah, This is,
1: this is, this is more in other... line with me. I think it's got to be Nick Bosa. I mean, the dude played out of his mind. Because it's more than just sacks. It's just like the difference he made on. Like, he's just a, a game wrecker. Yeah. Like a literal game wrecker. Like, all these game plans that you have schemed up. If you can't stop him, you can't execute. And the guy has just been unreal. His size, his speed. The dudes, just I think I think it's got to be I think it's got to be Nick Bosa to me. Um, I don't know where I, how I got the T.J. Watt one. Um,
0: oh, you yeah, know the- what? I
1: think it was last year. That's why I got uh, mix it mixed up. I think it was T.J. Watt last year. Okay. Um, but yeah, offensive rookie of the year to me without a shout out Garrett Wilson, guy played really well, even with the terrible quarterbacks that he wow. had. Wow, over over Jets. Brock
0: Purdy, huh? Over Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah,
1: but Brock Purdy only Brock Purdy only played. You got to look for the year, man. Like for the year, oh, Garrett man. Wilson he, played really well with Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco at the helm, and he still he still played he still played good. To me, it, it's got to be it's got to be him.
0: Man, it's got to uh, be him. Kenneth like Walker is
1: also a really good pick, um, but it is Garrett Wilson to me, man. Like, I think you gotta, that guy's going to be a stud if you just get a guy who can throw him the ball consistently. He's going to be really good. He's going to be a top receiver in this league.
0: They got to give Brock Purdy 12th man or something. They got to give him, he got to get some kind of award. Like he, he deserves some flowers for this. Yeah. Like <laughs> he deserves, He's like
1: surprise, team. surprise of the year or some shit like that. Um, And then we have defensive rookie of the year, sauce Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson are at the top. Oh man. Um, Aiden Hutchinson did have a good season. Um, sack total could have been a little higher. I thought there was moments where he kinda got shut down. But Sauce Gardner, oh yeah. There wasn't he the guy played out of his mind. I on Sauce Gardner played absolutely out of his mind. He's played so good all year long. He was a driving force in that Jets defense that should have went to the playoffs and they didn't. It's got to be him. I think um, he's the. I do like. I do like Aiden Hutchinson second, but I like Just wasn't enough of a. I like Kayvon, too.
0: Kayvon, I think coming in, Kayvon had a lot of hype. I, you know, I don't know how statistically his stats. Uh, Kayvon was not.
1: supposed to be. I remember them talking about him being number one overall pick and yeah. going to Jacksonville. Um, but then the, he just kind of turned it down. I like Kayvon more long term. I think he's more raw, and he, when he cleans things up, and that was the book out of him coming out of college that. He needs, still needs to kind of learn. He's so young and he's still kind of raw. Aiden Hutchinson, when he was coming out, he was like the surefire thing. He had yeah. all the skill sets. He had everything. So his ceiling wasn't so high, but he had a high floor. Like he was going to come in the league and he was going to be good. It was just a matter of like how good he was going to be because he was a little on the smaller end. Um, but, you know, he's playing well. He's playing decent. I He had about, I don't know exactly. I think he had six and a half or seven sacks isn't bad for a rookie, especially if you're trying to figure it out but yeah you got to give it a sauce man the guy yeah yeah th- played insane
0: i think uh they announced today k uh well they announced uh he he got a pro bowl i think he got announced for the pro bowl sauce gardener and it's like the first time in 41 years in, in in jets history that uh rookie gets drafted to a pro bowl or something so uh, he's very <laughs> deserving like he he's a tremendous player um he, he should have a, a great career as long as he stays healthy man uh, he he's a really good shutdown corner, and the Jets are actually looking pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, as a Dolph fan, I have to say the Jets. You know what? You guys are all right. Now the quarterback situation, I don't know. Y'all gonna need to pay Mike White, but uh, Jets, you're looking okay. Okay, you got your rookie in there, Sauce Gardner he should win. I think he should win easy. I- I'm not gonna disagree. All right, with now here's
1: line. gonna be the tightest. This is the tightest race right now. NFL comeback player of the year, tightest race, and I think there is a a. You can go with any one of the top four. Saquon Barkley leading the charge. He's okay. tied with Geno Smith on the odds, My, plus one seven five. Same thing with Saquon. Then you have Christian McCaffrey at plus two fifty and Jared Goff at plus seven hundred. They had Derrick Henry at plus eight thousand, but Derrick Henry's not get it. I mean, um, man, I can go with either. We we talked about all four of these guys throughout the season. Man, Geno playing out of his mind. Saquon. Christian McCaffrey, like, there, all these guys had question marks. Saquon, like, could he get back to where he was? Christian McCaffrey, everybody thought he was done because he literally hasn't played a full season since that year he almost won MVP. Um, Geno Smith, we all thought he was a backup, and he he led the Seahawks to the final to the the champ, the the wild well. card game, and, and led the division at one point. And then you have Jared Goff, who we all thought he was a duck and like he he was dead, like uh, that was it but he somehow managed to flip that team around played lights out and fought to the very end to actually make the playoffs but Seahawks ended up winning that final game but the fact that he brought them in the hunt is unreal this is a really good comeback player of the year uh this yeah, year
0: race <laughs> This is really um, good. Like to me, to me, it seems close. So uh, to me, the top three guys. I'm not. I'm not high on Jared Goff. So I know you have probably watched more Jared Goff. I don't know, man. You've been telling that... me about him. I, I I'm not high on Jared Goff, yeah. but as far as the other three, I, I, you know, I will agree. Saquon Barkley has had a productive season. Christian McCaffrey and Geno Smith. I already know the winner, but I'm gonna just go. I'll tell you my my rationale. My thinking. Saquon Barkley. You already know the winner. I, I don't mean no. I mean I have an idea of who I think should win. I'm gonna just say right now is Geno. I think Geno Smith should win see, uh, season year because uh, the Seahawks dead in the water. Nobody really expected shit out of them. I expected them to go fucking 0 and seventeen this entire season, and somehow they made it to the wild card and actually looked pretty impressive, pretty good. So there, there I'll just say it right here. I, I, me, if I had to pick personally, it's just me choosing the award, me being the judge and jury. I picked Geno Smith um Saquon Barkley very deserving um but if I had to pick between both running backs I think Christian McCaffrey had a better season Christian McCaffrey had a very productive season and I I feel like for both of these guys you can see how well they play when they're healthy right the biggest thing with Saquon Barkley is this guy's knee right this guy can't stay on the field as high as a pick as he was uh you know when he drafted, he was a first round draft pick um same for Christian McCaffrey and I think Christian McCaffrey already won MVP before um, these guys were high, and you see, when they stay healthy, when they get on the field, these guys can produce. They're productive. The only thing is, I would say is, to me, Saquon's season sealed more like compiling. is like somebody had to get yards, somebody had to be productive. And to me, like I said, I think the Giants are frauds. Uh, I'm not very high on them. So to me, Saquon Barkley, compiler. He's very deserving of the season that he had. Um, but to me, as far as running backs, if I had to put Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey, i put McCaffrey above.
1: Here's the one Barkley. thing you do have to take, in, take into consideration. You got to look at it the year as a whole. And I think that's why Jared Goff has kind of bumped down a little bit because they had that really rough spell in the beginning where they I believe they, they were like one in six or something like that. Not to any fault of his own. Cause they, he still put up a lot of points, but I think because of that, that kind of hurt him a lot. And I think the ability of him not making the playoffs also hurt. When you look at all three of the other guys, they made the playoffs. um, I will say this. I think Geno Smith should win it because I think he was the guy we expected the least from. I think we all knew the potential that Saquon could be good. We know he's good. We We know know he's good. good Can he bounce back from injury? Same thing with McCaffrey. We knew he was good, but the injury issue. Jared Goff and Geno Smith, we thought they were like, especially Geno Smith. Jared Goff still had a chance. He was coming into the season as a starter, like that no. was not a question. So was Gino, but
0: there was still controversy. G- like, oh fucking whoever Brock, uh, the other guy is gonna not Brock Purdy. Uh, G-
1: Gino, Gino Smith. Like I, bro, I will eat her. I thought the Seattle Seahawks are gonna eat at Geno Smith. Shouldn't have played, and he you're played a hater. amazing. Like I, I didn't think it was possible. Um, he unlocks Pete Carroll, unlocked the potential that he had. Um, now that you can say the Seahawks have a good bridge guy to hold you over until you find the future of your franchise. Um, it's gotta be Gino, man, because I mean, he, as much as you say, you don't expect, you didn't expect much from Jared Goff. Um, I, I really didn't think I thought Jared golf, if anything would play average, but I really didn't think anything of Geno Smith. I thought Geno Smith was going to be out by week three. Like that, what he did is incredible. Um, especially and that team is not a, a solid team either. Cause you also got to think about what he had to work with is his team wasn't that good. And you say the same thing with Saquon, that the offense is not that great. The offensive line is not that great. Christian McCaffrey kind of has a, a lot better of a team. Um, yeah.
0: And, so and he, he was still productive when, when he was with the, the Carolina Panthers. He was still productive. Obviously, he got traded uh, towards the end of the season at the trade deadline, and uh, he was still productive. And um, I think he had a better situation going into San Francisco. He's. I think he's. In I think. Situation. I
1: think though he was productive, but he really amped it up when he went to San Francisco, and I think because of that is why he's in third versus like Gino and Saquon. They they never put the foot like they they were playing well all year long. But it, it's going to be Gino. I think you have to. I think. I think, even though Saquon to me, so I, I feel like he, he got
0: it. he, he deserved his flowers for the season, and like he, he his his season shouldn't go unrecognized. Like it being said, like you know everybody thought that oh this guy was a bust of a, of a first round pick, and you know he goes to a new situation, and you see how, how productive he was. So to me, the guy I'm rooting for is Geno Smith, but also like I said, the other guys are very deserving. Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey are still deserving, um, but like I said, those are my tiers. I put McCaffrey a little bit higher.
1: Last one, and we can end it here. NFL Coach of the Year. This one is a little crazy to me. The odds on there, I don't. They have Nick Sirianni as the favorite, minus seventy five. One minus one seventy five. Then Kyle Shanahan. Then Doug Peterson. Then Brian Dable. Then Dan Campbell. All and Kevin O'Connell. All these all these coaches did a great job. Nick Sirianni is the favorite. Like, come on. Like that team is stacked. And as a team, he was given like that team. is. It was a team that was given from Doug Peterson.
0: Well, like I think
1: I I, I don't, I don't think like you can't like to me, coach of the years, who's did the most with the, the least. And to me, the top two, the top three, it has, and in no specific order has to be Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dable, and Doug Peterson. To me, Sirianni, I don't even know if I put I put Sirianni at four. I don't know if you put him over Dan Campbell because they didn't make the he didn't make the playoffs. Sirianni's four. The fact that he's a favorite to me is kind of like ridiculous. Like I, I like I get the Eagles had a great season, not a single misstep. They were the best team in the league all year long. But like when you're talking about coach of the year, which coach performed the best or the least? And you have to me it has to be either Brian Dable or Doug Peterson. Obviously, I want my boy Doug to get it, but I will have no problem if Brian Dable gets it. Yeah. The argument for Shanahan is that Shanahan had went through three quarterbacks this year and could potentially make the Super Bowl with a a third-string quarterback. So you give him that, um, but that team around him is still just insane. Like, I mean, Jimmy G was winning games with them. So, I mean, and it's relatively the same squad for the most part, like the squad hasn't really changed versus you have two coaches who are coming into brand new situations like Brian Dable and Doug Peterson. And in one year, they turned those two teams into playoff teams for the foreseeable future as well. And I think it's gotta be one of those two.
0: And uh, I'm, I want to name some past guys. Cause I, you, you brought up the point who did the most with the least. So uh, let's see 17, 18 Sean McVay one with the Rams, Matt Nagy with the, uh, with the bears, Harbaugh with the Ravens, uh, Stefanski with Cleveland, and last year was uh, Vrabel with Tennessee. So, if we're going to go by this logic of like, does the most with the least.
1: The Tennessee makes a sense, though, last year. I mean, what Vrabel yeah. did to become the number one seed in the AFC.
0: Yeah, t- to me, it's three guys, I would say. I would say Dayball with the Giants, Peterson with the Jags, and I would say Sirianni, because Sirianni, like I said, a lot of people were hyping up the Eagles. and I was like, oh, the Eagles, I don't even know. What I mean, the Eagles were a playoff player. team. but they year. Yeah. And, mean, and you know they made trades. They they got AJ Brown. Um, you know you get Jalen Hurts in here, uh, coming in as a he was a backup, wasn't he? But first he didn't even start uh, the year before, right? It was like fo- It was like no Foles, Jalen Hurts is a starter. He was a starter, Wentz, was was a starter Winston, last year. Oh, okay, it was like Winston Foles for a minute, and then they got traded away, and then
1: no, it was Winston Hurts, and that was the year that was Doug Peterson's final year, and right. Doug left because they didn't listen to him because Doug wanted Hurts to play over Wentz. He's like this all guy right. is better. But the front office was like, "No, Wentz is our guy. We paid him all this money." Yeah, and then you, that you see how it all plays out, and now has gifted this team that essentially won the Super Bowl.
0: And, and you know, to me, like th- again, this this category, is, 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 even with comeback, there's like there's a couple candidates. Like if I see, you know, there's like three or four names. Like if I see them, I'm like, okay, they they are deserving. Um, I feel like Dan Camel came in more high. People, you know, were watching the fucking. Uh, dan
1: campbell didn't he didn't win the thing is i think making the playoffs is a big deal like i think especially yeah. for coach of the year like but you i, I to make the playoffs
0: I, I wasn't jumping on the lines like that i mean as you know he, he had a good season successful season maybe not where they thought they were going to be i think people you know watch what, what was that show that was a show that comes on the preseason they showed you the behind hard the knocks. Hard knocks, yeah. hard knocks so everybody yeah. was like oh we love the Lions. we love the Lions." i'm like ah, I, I don't i don't see it i don't believe it but uh Siriani, I will believe because also he had he had that work, a press conference did he when he first came in. He was like, We're gonna do things different. We're gonna we're gonna read the playbook. We're gonna we're gonna look at the letters <laughs> and the words and you know, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm And we're gonna bite some fucking kneecaps. Yeah, no, no,
0: right I, no, that's the line. Really. But um so Sirianni as far as turning around a franchise, I think you know it's very deserving. The Eagles have been a powerhouse but
1: did he turn it around? I mean, that there was a playoff team last year.
0: And that's why I would say Doug Peterson is a strong, strong candidate. You see, when you get away from Urban Meyer, okay, when he stops kicking his kickers and uh, you get a coach in there, they won't assault your kickers. Uh, Yeah, man, I think T-Law has, 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 you know, Doug Peterson has been good for the Jags. Same thing I would say for uh, Dayball. I think Dayball has been good. I think people like Dayball. The team likes Dayball. Uh, People like Dayball. He th- he's been good for the Giants. So those are maybe my strongest two would be Dayball and Peterson. But I wouldn't be upset either if, if Sirianni uh, got I it. I will say people, this. the perception is he's a, he was a dummy because he, he the way he talks maybe he doesn't articulate. He did, yeah, he football. did sound like a kind like like yeah. a- he sounded like a yeah. dummy. So maybe that that's why he's he's part of the favorite. Yeah,
1: but you says not fucking
0: fair. He's like, we're going to read like, words. <laughs> the letters, they form words. And then we read those words. And we get those words, we make sentences. We make sentences, we make paragraphs. We make paragraphs, we tell a story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will end <laughs> here with, like, I think my final winner, I know I'm a homer, but it's got to be Dougie P. You took a team who had back-to-back back number, back back number one overall picks. Back-to-back number one overall picks. And the worst coach in NFL history, this man not only had to change the culture, like he had to, he had to go above the X's and O's. Like he had to change the culture and build the culture of a team that knew how to win because they have been in the NFL bottom of the dumpster for the past couple years. And to teach this team how to win, teach them how to be resilient. And then to win a division, Brian Dable, he took a a very untalented roster and snuck him into the wild card, and that is just as impressive. But I think you have to give the edge to Doug because it's a team that's literally coming off of the worst NFL head coach of all time, back-to-back, number one overall picks, and then you win the division and I know you can't count the playoffs, but he won a fucking playoff game. But you say same thing the Giants as well. Yeah, and and like I said, and building that culture of like this is how we fucking do things around here. This I, is how I, you if, win a Super Bowl.
0: Like I said, I'm not gonna be mad if I see any of those three that I name. You know, it's like it's like Oscars when they name Best Picture or like the Best Actor. I'm like, oh, you know, if yeah. three of these guys. When I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be mad. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be if yeah, I'm you with you.
1: One, I'm I'm with you if it's Dable. If Dable wins, then you know what? You went like like I think I it has to be one of the if it's anyone out of Dougie P or Dable, and again, I'm a the, little disappointed.
0: The logic disappointed. we're doing is the most with the least, right? That's the logic that we're doing. Yeah, the most with the least. I think that's
1: what you have to go. If you think about and like the turnarounds, I think yeah. too. And like I said, you it's a it, and I think you the thing with Shanahan, Shanahan's been in the Niners for a while and Sirianni this is his second year. I think it has to be Doug O'Brien because they literally this is their first year and what they did in their first year here.
0: Yeah, I, and it, I think that's pretty impressive, and uh, I think we're in agreement. We'll see. Well, the, again, that's February 9th. I think they're doing it in Scottsdale, Arizona, as the NFL Honors.
1: Yeah, so, they, I think they do it the same year as, and um, the same year, the same place as uh, the Super Bowl, which should be yeah. in Arizona.
0: Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, I think they're doing it this is season, in Arizona.
1: So. <laughs> that should be in Arizona. Is
0: so in Arizona. yeah. I think that'll do it for this week, man. I think we had a very successful show. Hopefully, we'll have we'll have our board uh, back next week. JoJo's out out of town. You know, he's on a little vacay, so uh, we'll be back next week. We'll watch. Hopefully, uh, listen. I'm trying to get into more basketball, more hockey. I'm playing my my Panthers play Pepa's uh, shirt. So, um, I I haven't I'm, even I'm, touched
1: okay, basketball, man. man. I know, I know, man, I know.
0: Man. now's the time to get into it. We get halfway through the season, you get a half of, of basketball.
1: Um, look, I, I look. I know. I'm different from Gabe and Jojo. When football's over, they switch to basketball. For, for me, I switch to soccer. Like I know, uh, like MLS season starts up. Yeah, Champions League coming back. Like baseball's I, I coming in April, man. Uh, we're
0: getting some baseball. World Baseball Classic. We've been. I've been talking to Jojo. Like, By the 50 way, days. if any
1: of you guys are MLS fans, I'm the. If any of you guys are MLS fans out there, I know you heard the wild news: inter Miami signing Joseph Martinez, massive deal. Isn't that his um, friend?
0: Is that the friend of? Or no. No, that's not. That's a different one. Right. No,
1: Joseph Martinez was a former MVP for the Atlanta United, sorry for Atlanta United, um, and at one point held the most goals in a single season. Um, so a massive pickup for Inter Miami. Um, if you, if any of you guys follow MLS out there, but uh,
0: all, all yeah. our Inter Miami fans that are out there,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that that do news. it for this week, man. I think this was a successful week. Real fast, positive. we appreciate y'all listening and downloading. We see the numbers. I appreciate. It. Thank y'all for coming with us on this ride Julian, tell, tell, where, where can gonna find the podcast?
1: You can find us anywhere you get your podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube uh, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there And also follow us on all the social media channels um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook You know where to go um, Yeah, man
0: Good episode Real fans podcast will be here rack right next week. Hopefully with our bed, we'll have all the boys together. We'll be here and we'll, uh, talk more sports. Thank y'all for checking us out. Peace.